What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday night to you and yours. Welcome to another edition of Chips and Dish here on the All About the Birds AAT Sports Network. Good evening, Adam. Blessings to you and your friends and family. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently tonight. We've done this before in the past, but I know there is a lot of Philadelphia sports happening right now. And there's a lot of news in the Philadelphia sports market. Um, and there's a lot to talk about, but basically what it comes down to is this, there is a lot of really negative stuff happening. And rather than me coming on here and railing on for about an hour, hour and a half, I figured I would open it up to all of you, give you a chance to vent some of your frustrations. Um, again, good evening, Adam, Matt, good evening. Welcome back to some flyers hockey, Maddie. Good to see you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so it's real simple how we're planning on doing this. The rules are as follows. If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to actually pop on to the screen itself, uh, all you got to do is drop us a line. We got myself on the big screen. I got intern Paul working the ones and twos, uh, the clickety clicks, if you will. Um, all you got to do is drop us a line. We will send you a link to the show and you can come on 10, 15 minutes and vent your frustrations. We can have a little back and forth live in person face to face. So that's how it's going to be. Until some people start popping on, I want to talk about a positive before I get into some negatives. And it is the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, right now, currently up five to one on a Monday night against the Seattle Kraken, my favorite West Coast team, just because it's a, it's a great name. Seattle Kraken is a great team name. Um, and they're doing what they're supposed to do against a bad team against an expansion team. They're just, they're beating them up a little bit, right? The Flyers were up three, nothing at the end of the first. They were up five to one at the end of the second. They're about two minutes into the third here. And you know, they're just, they're playing hockey. There's a lot of fight in this team. And as we start getting some of my Flyers people popping on, um, and I hope, you know, Jason tunes in, maybe Frank's going to come on in a little while. I'm hoping they can talk to me about some things that maybe I'm seeing, because again, as a renewed Flyers fan, uh, I'm seeing some things, but I'm not sure if my eyes are, are quite right. So I'm going to talk to them about it. But I've really enjoyed this game. I've enjoyed watching this team fight a little bit. Uh, before we go any further, I want to pay some bills, talk about the sponsors of this fantastic network, this fantastic show. And all of the links to these sponsors are in the bio. So make sure you're checking out Statement Games. Statement Games is a fun, free twist on fantasy sports. I have been following them. I have either done really well in fantasy or really terrible in fantasy. Also, shout out to Mike Bauer, who is our fantasy guru here at AAT Sports Network. Um, also, one of our great sponsors is oddsjam.com. You can use their arbitrage calculator to not lose money. Uh, so make sure you are checking them right out. We have La Terrain Luxury Watches. You can use the code AATBIRDS at checkout for 10% off. Uh, one of our very favorites is manscaped.com. You can use the code AATBIRDS for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. And of course, your balls will thank you. And at the end of the show, we will play our brand new Halloween cartoon. Um, and of course, the AATSportsNetwork.com slash shop. That's where you can get great merch like the Chips and Dish official shirt. The missus will be joining in a little while for our weekly pickoff. You'll see the brand new costume mentality shirt as pawned by her. All right. Enough 
good things. <sighs> there's been a lot. There's been a lot happening. Um, I, I'm not really sure how Ben Simmons is a back part of this team right now. Uh, we're talking about the Sixers, obviously. Ben Simmons, a week ago, it broke that he was back in Philadelphia. He was basically knocking on the door saying, hey, let me in. I want to come back and play basketball. Um, Ryan, we're going to talk about that in a second. But if you would like to come on and debate that, I would love to send you the link because you are always such a fantastic commenter. Ryan, I would love to have you come on and talk about that because that's one of the things that's irking my soul. Um, yeah, so about a week ago, Ben Simmons goes knocking on the door of, you know, the, the Wells Fargo center or whatever, just saying, Hey, I'm back. I want to play basketball. He, he did the COVID stuff. He's good there. He, he was, you know, re-upping his conditioning and he, he's all good there. And, um, now he, he attended his first real practice and he looked miserable. Absolutely. Look. I am not trying to read into a video. I am not trying to read into the fact, well, he didn't put his hand in the in the post-game huddle and he walked right off the court. Instead of continuing to shoot around, he looked miserable the whole time and he looked like he was pouting the whole time. Yeah, like Adam said, he should never become a professional poker player because he sucks at bluffing. Um, I don't know what we're doing here, right? So, okay, he's back. We can see it. He's back. And that's, and that's great. Um, because maybe he'll play a game and he'll get absolutely booed out of the arena. Um, allegedly tomorrow he is going to talk to the media for the first time. And it's going to be one of those things where I tend to watch it. it like, yeah, exactly. Sterling. Exactly what I was going to say. He's he's speaking to the media tomorrow. Are we going to get the NBA version of the Marshawn Lynch? You know, I'm going to be watching like this. Like, I, I can't watch because the Philadelphia media is going to absolutely chew him up. Look, when Tobias Harris was asked a question about like, hey, what was your conversation? Um, he's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm a professional. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about the, the, the conversation that me and my teammate have because that was a professional move. Kelly, exactly. All he's going to bring to this team is drama. And that's something that you don't want out of a team that is the they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference just a year ago. So is this really what you want to go with? This is really what you want. As Julie said, sit his butt on the bench and let him watch. I mean, I think that's very fair. You know, he doesn't know necessarily what this team is going to do. He missed pretty much all of training camp. He missed every single opportunity to be a part of this team. But regardless, he's there. He is still one of the top five players on the team. And let me rephrase that. He's one of the five most athletic players on the team. I'm not going to say that he's a good basketball player. I am not going to say that Ben Simmons is a good basketball player, but he is a freak athlete. Um, and when there's only five players on, on a side, you can always use that. Uh, goal flyers, six to one, meh, meh, meh. right? Got to love it. Joel Farabee. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, the, the big thing is we have to do something because we are in a window now where Joel Embiid has the chance to win a championship and all that Ben Simmons is going to do 
is is pull away from that. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, you want to talk Ben Simmons, you want to talk Zach Ertz, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, you want to talk about the Phillies not making any moves, you want to talk about the lack of a run game, drop a comment, say, I want to be on the show. We will send a link your way, and you can join up. We'll, we'll put your face right on here next to mine, and we can have a conversation. You can have five, ten minutes of time where you can just talk and vent and complain about the state of Philadelphia sports. That's what we are here for right now. Um Ben Simmons is not going to do anything except bring drama to this team. Now, here's what it comes down to for me. And I've said this before on my show. I've said this before on multiple shows, any show that I've guested on. I judge an offseason based on did a team get better than where they were when they ended the season? The additions that the Sixers brought in, which is really Andre Drummond and Georges Niang, they didn't improve this team that drastically. They didn't make this team go from a number one overall seed who loses in the conference championship to a NBA championship winning team. That's that, that's That's not the thing. Adam, you're saying if Simmons doesn't play, we got better. I would like to talk to you about that, Adam. If let me know if you uh, you got a minute or two and you want to come on and chat because I'm I'm curious to know why you say that. But I can tell you, in my opinion, whether or not Ben Simmons plays, the team is almost identical to the same team. And considering Miami got drastically better, considering the Chicago Bulls got drastically better, considering the NBA champions are coming out of the East. Did the Sixers do enough or do anything to surplant them? No. No. The Sixers are not a better team than they were a year ago, regardless of whether or not Ben Simmons is on this squad. And that's scary because you are going to absolutely waste Joel Embiid's prime of his career if this is what you are deciding to do. If this is what you are deciding to do, this team is wasting a superstar's prime. Along the Sixers' front, you also have Allen Iverson, an absolute legacy, a Hall of Famer, not having anything to do. Andrew, agreed, not a significant improvement. Again, I love the comments rolling in, but if you actually want to vent, this isn't like some of these radio stations where we're going to cut you off. Come on, Physically put your face on the camera with us. Go live over the interwebs and share your thoughts, share your frustrations. Um, Sterling, I taught you. I know you can public speak, so you can come on in. Please, come on in. Um, just let me know. Drop a little message saying, yeah, put me put me in the game, coach. Put me in the game, coach. Yeah, the wife is saying she wants to see people get in here. That's what I'm saying. Because when the wife comes on, you know it's going to get legit. And Julie, that's it, right? It's the same story for every Philly team. With the exception of, and again, this is this is game two. This is game two for the Flyers, right? It's game two for the Flyers. But they look like they, look, their weaknesses last season were defense, and they left Carter Hart out on an island and not attacking the zone. They would just chuck it in, chase after it, they wouldn't get power play shots. I mean, this team last season was not anything that to, to be afraid of, the Flyers. So what did they do? They went out. They got some stud defensemen. They went out. 
They cut some dead weight, some dead money. Right? They, they cut some dead money um, of players who were, who were not really doing what we needed them to do. And, uh, yeah, as, as Paul is saying, right, the Flyers blew up the core and rebuilt just like the Phillies need to do. So you are now moving right into Philly zones. Um, another team that's not, look, the state of Philadelphia sports right now, it's not very encouraging. And again, that's based off of the Flyers. That's based off of the, the, the sorry, it's based off of the Phillies, the Eagles, and the Sixers. The Flyers, again, two games in, look like they're doing what they're supposed to do. The real change is when they switch the captain. Ooh, you know what, Andrew? I've, I've had enough of this. You're, you're about to get sent a link. I don't know if you got a baby in your arms or not, but I'm sending you a link anyway because, Andrew, you got some things to say. You got good comments, and you can talk for a minute or two. I've decided. The missus won't mind. Not, not you, the missus. See, she's already talking from the other room. Like, it's her turn. No, you're, you're the missus. Yeah, Samantha won't mind. Um, but again, as we move, I, I'm working on it. It's taking its sweet time. All right, Paul, reach out to Andrew Silverman for me there. You can go through my friend request there. Actually, you know what? Just drop the link right in the comments at this point because you know what? People are commenting. We'll make life easier. Just boom, drop it right in the comments for all to see. We got intern Paul working the ones and twos. Again, if you want to be a part of this show, click on that link, pop in the room. We're going to talk. Uh, but again, Flyers look really good. Ben Simmons shows up to practice. He looks miserable. He's getting out. I, I want to be generous and say a 70% effort. I think that's being too generous. What I really want to say is he's giving maybe a 30% effort at, at best. Um, and then he walks away from his team. When he talks to the media tomorrow, I think the Philadelphia sports media is absolutely going to light his ass up. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Exactly. Julie, you are 100% right. He is acting like a spoiled brat. He wants... Ben Simmons wants the, the luster and the fame of being an NBA superstar without any of the work. You know what I mean? And that's, look, we all work for a living. We all have to be good at what we do. If we decide, if we decide to not do our jobs right, we get canned. Well, now we're in a situation where Ben Simmons, if this was a regular job, if this was a regular nine to five job, he would be fired for not showing up. He just would be. And instead, what? He's coming back. He's going to get paid his full salary. He showed up. He showed up so as not to continue to get fined. He pulled the full Marshawn Lynch. Andrew Silverman, what is up, my buddy? I'm adding you to the stream. Man, man, man. Welcome to Chips and Dish. Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? Long time no see. Ugh. From it's holding my phone years. here. <laughs> yeah, everything's good, so, man. I'm just uh, interested to talk some Philly sports. So let's go. We'll see. The, the platform is yours. What is the one? All right. So here's a very loaded question. Ready? 
What is the biggest issue in Philly sports right now that you do not appreciate that is driving you up a wall? What is the biggest issue in Philadelphia sports right now for you? I think we're holding on to our players too long. I, I think that um, we're afraid to change because we grow attached to players and we're afraid to make these big changes. And I, I'm guilty of it. Uh, you know, I, I love what the players have done for us. I love, uh, you know, the things they've accomplished, all the you know, blood, mm -hmm. sweat and tears. But I feel like when it comes to the big change, a lot of times we're, we're afraid to pull that, you know, that bold trade. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that goes as far back as, you know, players like Dawkins, right? Dawkins was was reaching kind of the end of his rope. But it turns out he still had a couple more good years, but we just didn't want to give him that next contract. We're starting to see that with a lot of these players. But I – see, give me an example. Give me an example of a player that we're holding on to for too long because I actually feel like we're, we're moving too quickly into some of these youthful players. Yeah, I, th I think that um, it, it happened a lot on hmm, – I'm trying to think. Yeah, now I'm good point. on the spot. I'm, uh, I'm, i got to really think now. Um, I think it happened a lot on the Phillies when we, you know, we won that championship and we were kind sure. of afraid to kind of get rid of some of that core, um, on the Eagles, you know, I, I think Derek Barnett needs to go for sure. You know, I think they're, they're, he, he just too undisciplined and he just, you know, uh, man, I'm trying to think, I, I love Giroux. I absolutely love what he's done, but I think mm -hmm. they need a change in leadership. Um, I think the voice is stale. I mean, hockey, they change coaches all the time because the players just need new voices. Things get stale, the message gets stale, and, you know, they just need a new voice. Um, but now with with the hockey thing you brought up, and again, and I, I'm no – out of all the four major sports, I understand that hockey is probably my number four as far as level of expertise. I'm, I'm even in a fantasy hockey league. I auto-drafted because I was better off doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I did get Ovechkin as one of my first picks, though, so that was cool. But if they had such a severe roster turnover like the Flyers really did this year, they got rid of some some players mm -hmm. that were long-term staples on the team. Is it still that Giroux's voice is stale? Or is it that the coach in his third season is stale? Or is it – I mean, what what exactly would you change about the Flyers on a team that is already dealing with a lot of change? I th I think that maybe Giroux, um, he just needs to, you know, I, I don't know. I think he he sometimes just doesn't get the production. I think what it comes down to could be production. Now he he is very productive, but you know, in terms of that, you know, that C, you know, I think it warrants a, a lot of respect. And you know, with all the the turnover now, I mean, you know, it might just need to go to uh, a different player just to change things up because you know whatever I think whatever's happening is, is not working. Um, you know, it's, it's been a couple of different coaches now and he's mm -hmm. been the leader. <laughs> Sorry, you hear the baby. Uh, he's yeah, been the I leader now there. for, for a while. And sometimes right. you just need to change to get people on their toes again, light it, light a little bit of a fire, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's, so I, I see some, some interesting Eagles names that popping up. Like I said, you know, Sterling said, Jason Peters. Um, yeah, they, they let that go for way too long, Yeah, that was way ridiculous. too long. And he's getting quarterbacks killed out in Chicago. Um, and then Fletcher Cox. Kelly, this is an interesting one. You think that the Eagles need to cut Fletcher Cox. I think he, I think he has a very similar thing with Claude Giroux, actually. Like, you know, he's not quite as productive. Obviously he commands respect in the locker room, but 
You know, I mean, you, you can tell he's just not, he's not getting it done to the level he was anymore. And clearly he was one of the leaders, um, you know, along with, um, I mean, Jalen Mills was developing into a leader after, uh, oh my goodness, after uh, Malcolm Jenkins left, you know. So, I mean, I'm happy with what they did at cornerback on the Eagles, but I think Fletcher Cox still kind of runs that locker room, you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that Jalen Mills was was a leader. Uh, those he was words were never. You know. I am respectfully going to disagree. Am uh, I reaching? I might be reaching. I, I'm only going to disagree because you can see that the production was never. No one ever used the phrase the top, the top corner or the top safety in the game in reference to Jalen Mills. Whereas mm-hmm. it has been said that Fletcher Cox was the top defensive tackle in the NFL at, at a point, maybe not anymore, but definitely at a point. Um, yeah, Ali, I, I totally agree with your, with your comment there. Watching Mills um, getting absolutely toasted, getting toasted by CD lamb was awesome. Um, that made my heart happy and CD doing the bye-bye, even though, you know, after the Cowboys, um, Kelly, luckily, the comment that you just put up there is in reference to football um, as opposed to, you know, if you just read that comment, take it out of context. Kelly, your, your comment here is it definitely um, d- doesn't work in another situation. I'm not sure what is going on with Cox. Again, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, I mean, I just look. Th- there's definitely a holding on of players. Now, again, another team that had a huge changeover was the Philadelphia Eagles. I know that you are a humongous Eagles fan and, you know, the party van and all that stuff. You've now watched a couple games of football under this new regime. Thoughts? I mean, I've been listening to a lot of sports radio. I have a long commute to, to work. So you kind of like you start to think about, okay, are they right? Are they being ridiculous? They just, you know, is there any realism behind what they're saying? Are they just trying to get everybody all, you know, all amped up to make calls? And I think that right now, you know, they compare a lot of Andy Reid with Nick Sirianni. They compare a lot of no. McNabb with with Hertz. You know, and I, I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe Hertz is actually going to be a good quarterback. I just don't okay. know that it's going to be here. Um, I'd like it to be here. I don't know if it's going to be under Sirianni. I, I think Sirianni, from what I've seen so far, just doesn't seem like the best coach. He, he and and I try to think about Andy Reid in his first few years, and you know the the numbers he put up, and they were comparing even game by game of like how many yards McNabb threw for and how many yards Hurts has thrown for, and Hurts has put up fairly good numbers, you know. Sure, but you know, and I think he has a leadership about him, which is great. But I don't know if Sirianni is going to be the coach for him. I don't like his his style. I don't think he has a good offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Shane Steichen. It doesn't matter. Is, He's calling the plays. Yeah. He made it very clear that he is calling the plays. Yeah. Um, so whatever system they have, it just doesn't seem like it's it's going to work. And, and and then obviously there's the whole thing with are, you know, are they getting orders from up top? You know, I mean, I, I would be very upset if that was true, you know, but you know, it it's certainly seems like somebody's saying something. They want them to focus more on on the pass, and unfortunately, like a a wide receiver screen does not make up for a you know you know bruising run or two. You know, I mean, I I look at this team already, and I think 
One thing that stood out to me um, is Seth Joyner said this isn't even a high school. This is a high school offense that he's running. Mm -hmm. Seth Joyner, one of the greatest linebackers in Eagles history and in, in NFL history. Seth Joyner was an absolute stud. Looks at this offensive scheme and goes, "This is a uh, this isn't a professional offense." This isn't a this isn't even a high school offense. And look, maybe Jalen Hurts' numbers are great. You know, and Adam, that's uh, uh, this is exactly what we're talking about right now, right? He, he's got to give a play calling. He's he's calling games worse than some high school coaches. Yeah, I announce high school football. I, I, I see the the level of at least that. I mean, this is you don't. <sighs> You knew it was going to happen when Devontae Smith was watching the Alabama game and tweeted out, run the damn ball. You knew it was going to happen <laughs> that everybody took that tweet and went, oh, we are using this until the end of time. I, I don't understand why Nick Sirianni refuses to run the ball. And you can say that it's, well, it's all RPO based. And you can say that, well, you know, Jalen Hurts is screening a different did you can say all the excuses you want, but the fact of the matter is that this is not a good offense. You have to run the ball. If for no other reason than to keep the defense honest, to let them stop playing, you know, all the way back. You, you got you have the room. And you have a great running back in Miles Sanders, so you need to have the choice. Um anyway, I I, I digress. Andrew, do you have anything else you need to get off your chest? And again, the link is in the comments, friends. Join. Chat, tell me what's going on in Philadelphia sports in your heart of hearts. Andrew, anything else you got to get off your chest? Oh, man. I don't know if you have enough time, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the Eagles. I, I want them to win, but there's a big part of me that sees those draft picks in the three in the top 10 right now. And I'm like, I, I as a competitive person, as a you know former college coach, as somebody who's like really wants to win all the time, no matter what. I'm almost thinking like, man, you got to look long-term. And if we lost a lot of games, they ended up with a higher draft pick. Now, that's not to say that I have confidence that Roseman will use them well. I don't even know, for a second. And that's a whole other conversation, like I said. But, man, it would be nice to just at least have the chance. If you have three top ten picks, which I, I think it will end up being two, two top ten picks. But if you had at least maybe you have a chance to hit on one of them, <laughs> you know, the odds are, are in your favor a little bit, so. I, I, I hope, I hope the one thing I saw today is, you know, you, you had, you had to draft Devonte Smith this year because you missed out on Justin Jefferson and you missed out on DK Metcalf. So therefore you miss out on Micah Parsons this year. You know what I mean? Like you, it, it's a systematic failure here. It is a, you have built a system where you are always playing behind the eight ball. Um, and that sucks. That sucks because you're missing out on some real absolute stud offensive players, offensive superstar, game-changing superstars, defensive game-changing superstars. Um, and that's not to say that Devontae Smith is not going to be one, but not in this offense, not right now, not when he is the only credible threat, the only credible weapon outside of Jalen Hurts, him touching the ball every single play. That's the yeah, other thing. I, think- I mean, that that's, that's for me. You can't have 100% of your offense be dictated by that. Yeah, I think I think Rieger really is going to end up being an absolutely terrible draft pick. I mean, he's like a round one kick returner right now, you know. At he's, best, 
Ugh, it, it it bugs me every day. But I am happy with what Quez is doing. He seems like he could really stress the field. Um, right. Really and that's a player that you that. drafted in a spot where you took a risk, he turned out to reward, and you're like, cool. Yeah. Not a player think, that had to be a hit. Yeah, I think Quez and um, Smith, they grow together. You get another veteran wide receiver or two in there. Um, you know, I, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done with Ortega Whiteside, no matter what his ranking for blocking receiver is, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I think you start with those two and you kind of just go from there. Well, on that lovely note, Ad, or Andrew, you're, you're more than welcome to stay on and chat, but I'm going to bring on another person right now. Oh, no worries, uh, man. <laughs> not you. You're, you're, you're still on layaway. Sorry, the wife is ready to go. Um, but I'm bringing Hi, on <laughs> – Hi, Taylor. Um, I'm bringing on all about the birds writer slash is – it, is it Colorado now? Where, Colorado, where are you seeing? See, I knew Colorado that. Spring. Colorado Springs. Adam Mack. Adam joined the show. Adam, the comments were coming in were great. I had to talk to you here because the one thing that you commented that I, I really wanted to touch base on is, uh, you know, you're the rookie head coach and quarterback who is yet to play 16 games. Let them get a full season together. You are still on the, Hey, give them a chance bandwagon. I think you kind of have to, I mean, especially, I mean, you gotta look at them from two different people. Jalen is in a tough t- situation. He had whatever many games he had last year with Doug Peterson Doug Peterson pulling him to so-called throw the game. So and now he's a new head coach. You still need to give him time. He's still playing less games than most rookie quarterbacks, especially in his class. So he's still being treated like a rookie quarterback in my eyes. He hasn't played 16 games, hasn't played the full year, even taken over for Wentz. He wasn't given that offense. That offense wasn't his when he took it over last no, year. So Nope, not even a little. You need to give him full 16 games or at least a full season with him as that – uh, quarterback one taking over the job midseason is not becoming quarterback one it's not his offense yet so and same thing for Sirianni he's a rookie head coach you know I think right now he's trying to go big with the you know the trick plays the pass plays every game I'm seeing like I'm posting the video from the blind side where Sandra Bullock is saying run the damn ball run the dang ball run the dang ball so I feel like you know that's every game right now but you know I think he's some ways kind of going off of like, I'm a head coach. I got to go big. I got to go fast. You know, they had the big win week one against um, Atlanta. So everyone's like, oh, this team actually could win the play, make the playoffs. And it's like, no, we beat a bad football team. We're still a bad team. Oh, we went, we went all the way to Broad Street in, in, <laughs> as full, in full Philadelphia fashion. Of we course. went all the way to Broad Street with that first victory because of how good we look. Look. I, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the problem. And that's like for me, right? I think Jalen Hurts statistically and leadership-wise could be good enough to continue leading this team if it's in the right scenario. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like the problem is I don't think Sirianni's the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sirianni's got, and I've said this, I think we got the Walmart brand knockoff version of Doug Peterson, and that's saying something. Yeah, again, I think I wasn't thrilled with the hire when they hired him originally. I think there was oh. way better candidates. However, he's the coach we have, and, mm-hmm. you know, to, I know, I know as much as I would, there's about five other coaches right now who I would much rather have, <laughs> but unfortunately, he's our coach. Um, I don't think he's his seat is quite hot too yet. So I think it's not. And actually that came out today. Jay Glazer, 
came out and said that no matter what happens, it's not a one-and-done situation. I think he also has made some terrible decisions on his coaching staff. I think that also is a huge problem. Um, just I think he also needs to relinquish play calling. You look yeah. at – I think the big one – Like I always compare – I think one of the best coaches in the NFL, we always say he was sadly in Pierre and Philly, Andy Reid. One thing I think Andy Reid always – reason he's had so much success, he's never called plays. It's always no. been his offensive coordinator. And I think that's the – Pass Sirianni needs to take. I remember, I think I don't remember which site I wrote it for, but I wrote an article about right after Eagles fired Peterson, a coach they needed to hire. And I thought if you're going to go for an inexperienced rookie head coach, you need to bring in an experienced offense or defensive coordinator. So someone who had previous head coaching experience. I was big on like you know an Anthony Lynn type of guy, Um, even Matt Patricia. No, a bunch of different guys who, even though they didn't have great success as a head coach, they still had the experience. He has a a rookie staff, pretty much a rookie staff that are all brand new at this position. So it's like, it's a bunch of kids with a brand new set of toys. And like, you're starting, I I think you're starting to hear the wheels come off, right? You're hearing players go, well, look, this is the things that they want to do. I just, I I don't know if we have the pieces for it. I don't know if we have the ability to do the things that we want to do based on the stuff that we have. And now, now you're starting to hear but well, why don't they just play Joe Flacco? Why don't they just play Gardner Minshew? And Don, I saw your comment as I was about to get into it. No, this is not the time for them. This is no. Jalen Hurts is your guy. You built an offense around the speed and the ability of him. But the thing is, you do still have Miles Sanders, and you have to use Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. You have to use Miles Sanders. I think, and they yeah. won't. Yeah, no, I mean, we need to run the ball. He's when he plays, I think I saw a stat on 98% of his runs, they go for positive yards. That's insane. And we don't utilize him. And again, I think when he's utilized to his fullest, he's a top 10 running back in the NFL. Agreed. And then we also have, I think, one of the biggest sleeper picks in the entire NFL draft in Kenny Gainwell. Right. And you said this. He, during, you know, I was looking at the Memphis running back room when he was the fourth string running back. Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, and Antonio Gibson. Three fantastic NFL running backs. And I think he's a better collegiate player than all three of them. And think about how much he's playing in his first season, right? Think about how much he's playing in his first season. That just goes to show you that. And he's also being very productive. But I think the real reason he was so so productive is he's being utilized in the slot. However, he's also just as good if they hand the ball off to him because he's so small and quick, he can get past the defenders. However... We don't pass the ball, so we've only been seeing him, seeing him being used in the slot, which, I mean, to be fair, he's better than most slot receivers Eagles have had in the last five years. But he's right. not a slot receiver. He's a running back. We're just not utilizing him to what his actual position is. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I until they start to run the ball, the RPO is a useless waste of energy. The play action is a useless waste of energy, and everybody knows that you are a totally defeatable one option team. Speaking of one options, do you have any Ben Simmons thoughts? Yeah, I know you saw my comment earlier. I think I did. I I seen it. <laughs> I know he. Um, you know, I think right now he's such a distraction. Just oh my god, so bad. It's, and again, I could have told you that there was a giant bluff when he was he wasn't gonna just not play this year, not get paid. He's a very money focused player. No he doesn't care about you know the team cares about the money. And I could have told you that he was trying his best to get traded. 
he was like, hope if I hold out, don't communicate, they're going to trade me a lot quicker, but it just hurt his draft or his trade value tremendously. And I think when I said that, you know, the Sixers are better off with him. He has done nothing to improve his game. He's, he, you know, every off season, it's a cycle. He's playing pickup. He shoots a three. He makes it. We get, oh my God, he has an outside shot. Now the Sixers are going to win the NBA championship. And then you get into the uh, the regular season. No, maybe the preseason he might shoot a three, which gets us even more excited. But then we get to the regular season, and he doesn't do anything. Nothing. He gets the ball at the top of the key, drives the ball, drives to the basket. And then we thought about the playoffs, like, under the basket, what's passed out the ball? No, let's just go straight up and shoot the ball. So I think right now he's such a distraction and such a toxic in the locker room that getting him out of there and not playing – they're not going to have to focus on him anymore. They can focus on the game. And I think that's going to lead to just more wins. But him being there is just too big of a distraction right now. I agree. And Matt, believe me, I definitely saw this. The Flyers win. We are back. Hockey and Monday nights. Chips and dish. When we are live during Flyers, they do not lose. It is a it is a proven fact. So I just wanted to share that. Don't, you you probably are. just jinxed yourself right there. Listen, I tried jinxing myself <laughs> Of the whole last season, and Mondays were like the only nights that they won. It was great. The I guess you need to do Monday. this show. You need to do this show every night then. But I don't want to lose the mojo, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I can't believe it's been 38 minutes. We haven't even brought this up yet because I know for a fact you and I differ on this specifically. And I say this. Does that have to do with this you, team right here? Yeah. Does it, it involve does. number 86? Yeah, it does. <laughs> So I'm going to talk to you as the fan chip, not the podcaster chip, because there are two different people. The podcaster chip understands why Zach Ertz is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. The fan chip is irate at the trade that the Philadelphia Eagles made for Zach Ertz. Adam, go ahead, try to convince me, but I think they got absolutely fleeced. I think, you know, it's hard to like focus. As a fan, I guess, I was very sad. As a fan, I wanted five first-round picks. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I wanted everybody. I wanted Cliff Kingsbury. We could have had it. I wanted, I wanted everybody for Zach Ertz, not just because of how great of a player he was, but just he was such a class act off the field. Um, sure. You know, represented the team in the city without better than probably anybody in the from Philadelphia sports in the last five years, in my opinion, just of how classy the player is. However – his career is on the decline. He's not the same player he was in 2017. You know, you know that Super Bowl. No, without that, without him in that game specifically, we're not winning that game. No, not and, even a little. But you know, his career is on the decline. He's not the same player. But I'm trying to look forward to the future. Right now, Dallas Goddard's the better player, even though he's hurt or in the COVID protocol, whatever it is this week with him. But for right now, Goddard's the better player, and you know. Ertz is not that guy that he was, he used to be. And I've seen what happens with Philadelphia. You got talked earlier about Philly sports holding on to players too long. You saw what happened with the Philly, that Phillies, you know, they held on to that core five sure. years after. But, but we can't have an opportunity to get you, something for him. But you barely are. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to say it like it is. A fifth-round pick and Tay Gowan – is not a good enough return for a legend. I would rather you have let him play the season out and walk in free agency 
than to get that return for him. Plus, Goddard's not playing because of the COVID or the injuries or whatever it is. He's inconsistent. He's on the field. He's not on the field. Like, he, he, you're not going to get a good look at him because he's still not on the field. Oh, well, you know, we're, we're, I, I listened to Howie's bullshit that he was spewing saying, oh, well, we want to make sure that we got, we got to make sure that we, we got a fair look at him. You know, he's the number one receiver. You had that chance last season when Zach Ertz was hurt most of the season. So how much more of a look at Goddard do you need? Dallas Goddard is never going to be what Zach Ertz was to this city. So for you trying to, 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 to try to replace ready for another Walmart brand knockoff of something that we love. I'm not saying we love Doug Peterson, but it's why we continue to get the cheap off brand version of these players. And they're, they haven't locked him Dallas Goddard off to a, a big deal because you don't know what he's going to be. And I'm excited for Zach Ertz to go from wherever he was with us to being a, the, a favorite for the Super Bowl. Let's call it like it is. He is a favorite to now win another Super Bowl. I am happy for him. But I would rather have let him walk in free agency than to trade him for nothing. And a guy that's now going to wear number 36, Brian Westbrook's number, the same guy who earlier in his life tweeted, fuck the Eagles. Yeah, most people have, but, you know. Agreed. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've that at some point, you know, when I've been so pissed off at them. But, Adam, they're not signing you tomorrow. We don't know that, man. All right. They're not, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's just to go from that level of ex- excellence mm-hmm. to plummeting to well, he was on our draft board and he got drafted. Cool. He's not Zach Ertz. No, I think another thing about Zach Ertz, I, I think, you know, I totally agree. I think, you know, if they would have let him walk at the end of the year, I don't think I would be upset. But I think one other thing is that I read that the trade was actually finalized on Wednesday. It was. It and was. so yep. they had the opportunity to let him play one last game. Granted, we didn't know the circumstances. But then once you, you know, realized the news and then you heard the rumor that – or the story that when he scored that touchdown, the spike, you know, it's kind of that moment. It's like, all right, that was our opportunity to kind of get, you know, our last glimpse of him. However, you know, I'll agree. Dallas Goddard is never going to live up to what Zach Ertz was. However, Zach Ertz is on the decline. This team is very much on the decline or tempting to come on up. But, you know, Sirianni no. has other plans. You know, right now. It's like, every team- time, it's like every time he's like, hey, do you want to win this week? He's like, no, I'll pass. Yeah, well, you know, we, we beat the Panthers. Everyone beat the – look, the Panthers were the softest 3-1 and one win team I have ever seen. No, they that beat was the Denver Broncos. I mean, look, that's another one too. I, I, I'm i forced to watch all their games every week. I don't get the uh, Sunday game of the week because I'm forced to watch whoever Denver's playing. So, you know, that's the one downside to living in Colorado right now is I'm forced to watch Broncos games. <laughs> Except November fourteenth, when the birds come to town. Well, yeah, that's one I would, I would, I would enjoy. But again, look, I, I, I like, I like Dallas Goddard. I loved Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a guy that will, at some point, sign a one-day contract and retire Philadelphia Eagle. Hundred percent. So to get nothing for him, at least when you traded guys like uh, Brian Dawkins, you got something for him. At least when you traded a guy like McNabb, you got something for him. When you traded, you know, 
uh, flipping sports, when you traded Utley and Jimmy Rollins, like you got something for them. Who's making the trades for the Eagles? Uh, that'd be a. Uh, hold on, where are my glasses? Let me make sure I go full Howie Roseman over here. Hold on, let me, let me just uh, hold on. That's uh, that's Howie Roseman. Um, pretty good impression of him, actually. I think that's. Uh, Thanks. I like to go full weasel and uh, make sure everyone knows it. <laughs> I just, I hate him. And, you know, I don't know if it's a Lurie thing. I don't know if it's a Howie thing. I don't know if it's a Sirianni thing. I just know that this team is not where we need them to be. And again, this whole season was going to be a rebuild. We knew that. Um, we knew this season was going to be a rebuild. However, this is really bad. It is, but I think I know I'm just keep looking forward to three top ten picks, man. That's kind of what I'm just focused on right now. Until we draft three quarterbacks. Okay, but or some I, other dumb shit. Okay. See, but I've been looking at like the top ten pick projected top ten picks, and besides, you know, maybe one guy who one quarterback who may squeak themselves into the top yeah, ten. Yeah, they're not this is not a good quarterback class coming yeah, up. Yeah, so that's when the next everyone that thinks that the Eagles are drafting a quarterback to replace Hurts, I can tell you right now there's not a single quarterback in this draft that is better than Jalen Hurts. And if someone wants to continue arguing with me that Spencer Rattler's quarterback one in this oh, class. Oh, he's not. He came and hold on to his own job. Spencer Rattler's not. Yes, he's not going to be a normal quarterback on his team. I mean, Matt Corral's not going to be the best, is not better than Jalen Hurts. Kenny Pickett, who I think is the best quarterback in this draft, is not going to be better than Jalen Hurts. Malik uh, Willis is, you know, one bad hit away from, you know, a torn ACL. And, there's no one that the Eagles can draft a quarterback in the first round, especially with the picks they have that There's is going no to be better. They should draft a quarterback. True. But but like again, Adam says, look, like this Adam says, you know they're not drafting a linebacker. That's for damn sure. Listen, I, I, there's, we have a need on defense, and there's a need on defense and a need on offensive line. I think there's a two glaring weaknesses. We have and after the season, a need on defensive line. Um, all these guys on one-year prove-it deals in the secondary – yeah, I mean, we all look at this, the drop top 10 picks, you know, especially we have three of them, a lot of guys that can make impacts. You know, depending on how that Miami or even how our pick ends up, Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think is going to be the first one off the board. However, you know, he's a guy that if he falls to two or three, we could pick him up. Evan Neal, offensive lineman from Alabama, is a way better than probably half of our offensive line right now. You know, Derek Stingley is better. And um, Kyle Hamilton are going to be two, I think, all pro defensive players just – to their caliber. And even if like the Colts pick falls out of the top 10, there's still a lot of great defensive players that we can pick up. Right. That it's a good scenario, but you know, knowing how he will probably draft, you know, Chris Olave from Ohio state, another wide receiver was go for three in a row. Um, Jahan Dotson from Penn state, another wide receiver. He loves that Penn state pipeline. So you know, it's Howie Roseman. He'll fuck this up somehow, but for right now we have three first round picks. Well, that lovely happy note. Anything else you want to vent about before I bring in the, my better looking half? No, nah, that's pretty much it. But I just hope Howie Roseman gets fired before we draft all three of those players. Me too. Thanks, Adam, for popping on. Appreciate Thanks, you. Catch you later. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout for the missus, even though I know she's watching and she's coming in. So before I even do my whole spiel, I'm going to let her do the same thing. I'm going to let her talk about the things bugging her because I know she has thoughts about Zach Ertz. I know she has thoughts about Ben Simmons. And uh, here she is. Hello. 
Hi. It's uh by the way, it's merch Monday. So I'm wearing my chips and dish shirt. She's wearing her costume mentality shirt. So here, you take over the chair. Drinking. Make sure you say hi to intern Paul as you as you pop on. Hi, intern Paul. You guys can't see him, but yep. he's sitting down there. I can corner. see him. I can see him. Hi, everybody. Uh, so what are your thoughts? You have you have some thoughts. I'm gonna slide you over so I can get in the frame. Yeah. This is a once a week thing. Come on, every, guys. Every everybody week. knows right now. <laughs> so first of all, my shirt is so cute. I don't yep. know if everybody can see it. Here we go. We'll do the Ooh, there you go. Um, it's really uh I got really comfortable. What side? Which one is this? That's the left. This is the left one, guys. Yes, Adam, the boss <laughs> is in one hundo. Hi. And uh, where do we get the shirts from? Um, the All About the Birds. I don't know. No, as a matter of fact, wait a second. <laughs> Look at this, guys. Oh, that's right. A-A-T-S-N. Right there. Yeah. And that's the website. Make sure you check it out. All that's right. right. So, um, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> my my opinions of him are very short. He looked so miserable today at practice. And granted, let me say, when you see pictures and you see video and things like that of people, they always what are you doing? I don't know. They I was watching always your best friend catch the worst moments. So that frame of his face just being so miserable, like maybe he had a good practice, maybe things were whatever. We don't know. But in general, he looks miserable. He's like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So I get paid my 8.5 million. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm just impressed. Something like that. The, uh, Richard Sherman, right? Isn't that Richard Sherman? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. So, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Listen, Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> who I do know who that is, but I've got Richard Sherman on the brain lately because it's Richard Sherman. Um, so yeah, so that really pissed me off with him. Like, he's there. They obviously could not come to a, an agreement. His agent thought, like, they had us on the ropes, but <laughs> they did not. Ah. So, so yeah, so screw that guy. He can he can ride the bench the whole season. I don't give a shit. I, I'm all about – I know he's good. I understand he has a lot of potential as well. But um, you can't praise that kind of behavior. That's like – that's like giving your kid ice cream after they just threw a tantrum. Like it's unacceptable. That said, I want to talk about Zach Ertz. <laughs> it hurt my heart. I don't know about anybody else, but I have a pretty good feeling that everybody else feels the same way. There are, there's a small percentage of people that say it was the right call for them. It was the right move. And I do understand that to a point. I really do. However, with that said, um, seeing him in red was very difficult for me. And you'll see what I mean when we go to <laughs> our picks for the upcoming week. Um, it hurt. It was sad. He was sad. We were all like genuinely upset about the situation. Right. You don't enjoy it. We have I'm his, not happy about it. We have his uh his autograph over here. Um, we're very big Zach Ertz fans here, just of him as a person, as him of him as a player. That's right. So it really sucked. I don't know if anybody else thought it sucked, but it sucked real it sucked. hard. Um, 
So I've been kind of sad for the past couple of days, strictly about this whole entire situation. Um, aside from that, the Flyers are killing it. Really happy about that. And my favorite thing about the Flyers right now is that they're getting in fucking fights. And that's what all, that's what I want to see. That's all I love to see. And I love that three of them were simultaneously in the penalty box at one time. I want more of that. I would. I wish that they would get more fights in baseball too. I'd be way more interested in what was going on there. Um, they try to. They, they, they try. try to. I know, but like at least in hockey, they kind of let them go. Then they try to break it up, and they're like, "Oh, fuck this shit!" Like they're really going at it. Let's give them a couple more shots, and then we'll try to break it up again. And I'm here for that. I love to see them get their faces beaten in. It's so much more fun. You know what is it? Stick gloves shirt. I'm here for it. Did you just quote the Mighty Ducks? Fucking right, I did. That's outstanding. That's right. Um, anything else bugging you about Philadelphia sports, or do you want to just jump right into the weekly pickoff? I don't think anything else is. Oh, nothing is really bugging me except for the fact that I keep hearing like Sirianni's not our guy and Hertz isn't our guy. Like it's been how how many games? Six games. You can't make a judgment off of six games. I'm sorry. I agree. You cannot. He has a very different opinion than I do. I think that. I think um, you can notice patterns. I think you can notice patterns, but I also think that it's six games. You're six games in. That's like being three months into your job. Like, no. You I, notice I, patterns in three months. Yeah, but you know what? I still I still have to. Now, Sirianni has to um, let other people make, make the make the calls for the offense. He just does. I know he's doing it himself. I know he says he's going to continue to do it himself. But um, we need to run the ball, as everybody knows. It's no secret. Even our players fucking know. So um, for me, I'm just like, listen, he's going to get it. He's going to figure it out. He's definitely bought into Philadelphia, which is number one most important thing. See, I, I disagree with you there. I think that that is just complete and total crap that he's like, Oh, I'm wearing a Julius Irving shirt. Look how cool I am. Oh, look at me. I'm wearing this shirt and this. Like, dude, we want you to win games. Let me just say now, this. Now, he was going ahead and buy I'm sorry. Shirt. I'm speaking. Thank you very much. If he were to wear a shirt from this network. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd be, I'd see? Be. See, there you go. So, for me, I'm all, I'm, I'm for it. I want to give him the season at the, ver like, everybody's, like, calling for his head. Like, let's. The second half Eagles from Thursday night's game, that was a different team. I don't know where that came from. I hope it's I, – I want it to stay. But they have so, to adapt. They, they have to adapt. Of course they Sirianni do. Sirianni has got to make a change. Like Michael Jackson. Shame on. <laughs> Sorry, that's Jamal. Jamal Brown in his glove. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's true. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right. So the weekly pickoff. Yeah. The weekly pickoff. So let me tell the people what's going on here. Um, and in turn, Paul, two things. Number one, you can put up the weekly pickoff banner so that people know what it is. What it do. There it is. Chips and misses weekly pickoff. And Adam, or Adam, whoa. So many Adams. Sorry, we had Adam Mag, we have Adam, <laughs> we have all these Adams. In turn, Paul, actually, if you want to pop on and play, um, the decider. There are four games that we differ on this week. Yeah, so. I'm shocked that other people are not joining in here to be deciders because there's a people with a lot of opinions in the comments. They need to come on and say them to my face. So intern no, they're all good. That's fine. Ready? <laughs> pop. Oh. Hey. Hello. Intern Paul. <laughs> it's intern Paul. Um, Has everybody seen him yet? Has he been on? He's been on shows. Well, I know, but like, 
That's, this is Paul not, not today, but he's been on now. He's here. <laughs> so here is the deal. Um, this week, so again, we go Monday to Monday, and we actually have to have a conversation about what it's going to look like for the next couple of weeks since I start teaching Monday nights. Oh, sorry, Matt, I just forgot to tell you. Starting next week, I teach Monday nights from 6 to 9, so I might not be able to do a show on Mondays for seven weeks. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> figure it out it'll be fine. yeah but we do a monday so we are we pick our games for the week on monday sure. right now we are both 10 and 3 this week yep going into the game that is happening right now and a surprisingly good game and we differ on it i have the bills you have the Titans. i do have the Titans. so whoever yes. wins this game will help who wins for the week that's exciting it's a lot of hands it's a lot of hands i'm like i'm like mock italian Whoa. Yeah, sorry. I should, I should, that, was, that was breaking news. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> All right. So let's do this, Jimmy John. We are going to hit it like this. Pop on. Bam. All right. So the weekly predictions. Again, I am currently for the season 64 and 29. And again, the logic is really simple for those of you that don't watch the show. I pick based on sports. I pick based on trends in football. I pick based on injuries and all these amazing, great, wonderful things. You do not. I don't. No, I do not. Nah, you pick based on? Well, it really depends. It's mostly about how I feel. It doesn't always go off of stats. It it never goes off of stats, ever. Maybe once, every once in a while it does. You tried it. It was great. I loved it. But um, it's mostly like I don't like the colors of their costumes (laughs) or I hate a player. Sorry, they're they're what? They're costumes. Costume mentality. That's right. Because they become different people on the field. Gronk. Listen, prime example of costume mentality. Let's talk about it right now. Gronk, dumb as fucking rocks. Okay. But he puts on his cute little costume, and all of a sudden, he's an American gladiator. So don't tell me that that's not real, because it's very real. It's very real. So, with my extensive football knowledge, I am 64 and 29. With your football knowledge, (laughs) you are 60 and 33. (laughs) We're pretty close. (laughs) Which goes to show the analytics are an absolute crap show. Here we go. Let's talk about the weekly pickle. So first game is one that we differ on. Browns and Broncos. Oh, has anybody ever seen him? Come here. Here, you're this about to get in the internet. This is our oldest child. <laughs> He's standing. I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. He's flat out standing. Say hi, everybody. Hi. With his deep voice at 12. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Right. He he generally hovers around here, but nobody ever sees him. So we're always kind of like looking to the side. That's what we're looking at. So Browns and Broncos, I have picked the Browns. Uh, I said this should be a defensive game, except in reality, the Browns have too many offensive weapons and the Broncos cannot stop them all. You picked the Broncos. I did pick the Broncos. Did you tell. Okay. So here's the thing. The other day we were watching yesterday what were we watching was it a game there's a game on and they showed the new browns like the baker mayfield commercial and it really bummed me out it wasn't that good so (laughs) so i did like the part where he didn't put the seat down and whoever was talking was like oh your wife's not gonna be happy about that but like i didn't like it so i want to go for the broncos this week because i was bummed out about the shitty commercial intern paul tie break it (laughs) um 
before all the Browns injuries that came out today, I would have picked Cleveland, but they had a ton of injuries today, and I just don't know if I don't know. That's a they got clapped by Arizona. That's true. Uh, but Arizona's beating everybody. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have a lot to say about that. Hmm. I would still go with the Browns, probably. Yeah. Adam took the Broncos, though. Shame on you, Adam. You should know better than to pick against me, sir. No. All right. It's bright. Chiefs and Titans, we both agree. Oh, now you pick the Titans. Because the Chiefs are not the same team as last season. It's sad, but the Titans should be able to control the clock and finally beat the AFC champs. You pick the Titans because? I did, because I think the Mahomes family is a joke. This week, <laughs> they've been in the news a lot. And if anybody doesn't know what's going on, I suggest you Google it. Um, but his mom wants the NFL interception rules changed, and his brother was dancing on Sean Taylor's number. And I just feel like they need to get knocked down a few pegs. Like, no one gives a shit about them. I, I, I'm already over him as it is. And this is just like, once your family makes it, it's like Bell, right? Is that it? Ball. Ball. I'm sorry. The, the, the LaMelo ball. There you go. Ball, that Angela family, ball. that fa family's piece of shit too. They all suck. So it's just the dad. The kids are okay. Are dad? the kids okay? <laughs> yes. The kids, the are, kids are, okay. are all right. The kids are all right. <laughs> See, I love, I love that you, you, you get me. And, I do. And Matt, in answer to your question, I don't know. What a great question. How one changes the interception. You rule. need to ask his mom because apparently she's got all the answers. I don't know how one changes the interception rule because it's pretty clear that if the ball is caught by the other team, it is an interception. How one would change that, the world may never know. She's going to tell us. <laughs> you will learn today. All right. Packers versus a football team. <laughs> Uh, I have Aaron Rodgers playing on a different level, which doesn't surprise me. He's pissed off. Washington's strength, which used to be their defense, hasn't been great. And offensively, they are too beat up to compete. You have also picked the Packers. I did. I did. I don't know if anyone eats Brie, but it owns. Um, just similarly, how, you know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears still. So um, – <laughs> He does not let me down usually, so I'm going with the Packers. All right, all right. Continuing on. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ravens and the Bengals. I have the Ravens. I said the Ravens are going to be tough to beat this season. Lamar Jackson has something to prove, and the defense is playing like the shades of old. Bengals will be picking Burrow off of the map all day. I'm talking like the Ray Lewis times. Yeah, um, got it. They didn't. The Bengals decided to not draft any offensive line help, so when they go against a really tough defense, that means Joe Burrow gets killed. And I totally knew all of that information. And that's the why you also picked the Ravens. But see, again, I have no frame of reference for the Bengals, but I but I know that the Ravens laid the smackdown last week. And I regret my decision to go against keeping it spooky in the month of October. And that was my fault. Thank you. I was typing this on my phone. Um <laughs> And I regret it because I think that you need to be spooky in October. So I should have stuck with the Ravens. Okay. Solid. Uh, the Panthers. Adam agrees. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Ravens and the Giants have said no matter how bad the Panthers are, they aren't lose to the Giants bad. That's a whole nother level of bad. Uh, I actually have a big prediction. I don't know if it's going to be mine. You like a lock of the week. But if they get their asses handed to them by the Panthers, I think Joe Judge gets fired this week. Ooh. 
<laughs> oh, that got a, a look over here and a sound effect from down there. What guy's that? The head coach of the Giants. Is that the one I don't like? It's 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 a big list. No, guys. he's not Urban Meyer. No, not him. The blonde guy. <laughs> no, that's that's um, Jason Garrett, who's one of the assistant coaches. Yeah. Joe Judge is the head coach. Fuck them all. Okay. So um, my reasoning is just laughing straight across the board. I don't know anything about the Panthers, but what I do know is that they're not the Giants. And I never, ever, 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 ever pick the Giants. Um, Jason Garrett, I can't stand him. I think it's hysterical that he's an assistant coach now. I did not realize that. Was, oh, yeah. he, was he not? Was he, was he Dallas? He Dallas. Yeah, well, he got fired. Into. He clapped himself right out of a job. That's right, he did. Uh, oh, the clapping. So fuck them. The Giants can kick rocks. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this <laughs> I, I know I saw that it was great. This is one that we differ on. Um, Falcons and Dolphins. I, I have the Falcons because I had to pick one of them. I said this is two <laughs> terrible teams. The Dolphins lost to the Jaguars. Falcons win. I, I similarly agree, but I feel like sea mammals for the win. Um, I feel it this week. I was really upset about last week because they were, that's it. Three seconds left. They were tied. It was good. And then of course the first kick, I think he makes all season. Am I right? Is that not it? They made a couple of that game. Yeah. This was like, I'm like, Oh great. You did it. Good for you. And then, <laughs> <You> did it. <laughs> and, then, and then the only benefits of watching that game is that it was on in the morning. And I was really upset, things. but I'm telling you, the Dolphins, if they do not win, I'm going to be really pissed because I have faith in them for no fucking reason. Yeah. So, so, so intern Paul, you have to be the decider yeah, of the Falcons these two teams. and the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, is there a way that I could pick a 0-0 zero -zero tie? You could. Yes. <laughs> probably be the most right out of all of us. Because um, that's how it feels. This it's isn't terrible. Even like, I hope both teams have fun. You know what I mean? This is just like, I, I, I hope both teams can find the stadium. If yeah, I had to the pick. The 50-yard line, at least. I would just want the Dolphins to lose for the Eagles draft pick. That's there you go. Reason. There you go. And I agree with that, too. I have no stake in either one of these except for I just picked a cute animal. Finkel is Einhorn. Okay. <laughs> Why? Can't know. they just be cute? What about Flipper? Nobody talks enough about Flipper. Okay. Uh, another game here we have is the Jets and the Patriots. I picked the Patriots. Uh, again, two more terrible teams. Yes, again. But Belichick against rookie quarterbacks is always something to watch. Zach Wilson doesn't stand a chance. And I totally knew that there was a rookie quarterback. Sure, exactly. Um, I feel like my seven-year-old's football team could beat the Jets. And this pick is completely about them and not at all about the Patriots because Bill Belichick is one of the worst human beings on the planet. But strictly speaking, everything that comes out of MetLife Stadium is bullshit. So I'm going to go with the Patriots this week. <laughs> okay. 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 Adam's giving his all on the sides. All right, here we go. Eagles Raiders. I have the Raiders. I said, now the Eagles could win this game. Don't get me wrong. However, the Raiders didn't let their latest drama derail them, and the Eagles can't seem to get it on track. Until Sirianni commits to some semblance of the run game, I don't see myself picking the Eagles a whole lot this season. That's a lot, that's a lot more characters than you gave. I know. Okay. I feel like a few extra days and Lane Johnson being back is really going to make a difference for the Eagles. In my opinion, 
if the team that we saw in the second half on Thursday shows up, I think that we can win. I understand something about the Raiders being number one in their division or something like that. I'm not really sure because I don't follow them because, again, their costumes are ugly. But I feel like I feel like the Eagles could pull an upset here. I knew last week they weren't going to beat the Bucs, but they almost beat the Bucs, which is the most surprising. Like, improvement is all I can ask for. So I'm hoping that maybe this will just be an upset game. The, every team's had one this season. The Jets won one. We've got to go somewhere. And so do the Giants. So I hear you uh-huh. and I value you. Uh-huh. I don't agree with you. Great. I saw that you didn't agree with me based off of your pick. Because they were <laughs> losing in the Panthers game and then they had to play in the second half big. They were losing in the Chiefs game and then they had to make a comeback. Every single game they had. I did it, Adam. I posted that just so you know. Every (laughs) single time the Eagles let themselves get far behind in the first half, they had to play catch up. And the Raiders do have some offensive firepower. I totally knew that. Again, all those players with with those names, I know who they are. Sure. Intern Paul, you have to tie break this one. Um, I think. I'm. I never want to pick the Eagles, but I might pick them this time because um, their defense is – I know their defense hasn't looked – their defense, in my opinion, has been improving a little, just a little bit each week. And – but I feel like Ruggs could still burn them. I don't know. And that's – yeah. Who? Henry Ruggs. He's a wide receiver for the the Raiders. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I know um, what that who is. I really wanted as an eagle, <laughs> by the way. BT dubs. <laughs> um, well, as long maybe. as the Eagles can keep it in the first half because they all seem to only be a second half team, I think they can pull out the win. All right. I mean, look, see, this is where, it, where it's at. I don't know go. how to do that. So you just go like this? Oh, we have to no, you don't. We have to click back over here. See, look. All right. Me like, I don't know. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Go ahead. Uh, the Lions and the Rams, I have the Rams. Uh, Lions haven't won a game yet this season, and it's not going to happen in the Goff versus Stafford reunion game. Stafford absolutely demolishes his old squad. This is going to be ugly. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, here's the thing. I hate this. He is the McVay is the most attractive coach, hands down. I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but I have noticed. And Dan Campbell's muscles, which are huge – are no match for McVay's face. And that's really what it comes down to for me. I think that the Rams have been having really good season, even though they got stomped on by the Cardinals. And um, I'm here for, for the Rams. Okay. I feel bad for Dan Campbell. Why? He just can't stop crying. He cries? <laughs> yeah. Because his team yeah. sucks? And he's like, I need more was, out of Jared Was Goff. he a lion at one time? He Did he, a... he played football? Uh, I I've, oh, stomping all, stomping all the guys. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he played for the Lions. I think he played for the Steelers. I think he was in blue. Intern Paul, you got to fact check us. <laughs> oh, look it up. Dan Campbell, what team did he play for? Or in the comments if you can beat it. Uh, Bucks and Bears. I almost threw an upside over here. I almost picked the Bears. Um. Because of how many injuries the Bucks have, especially on defense. I have the – he played for four teams. Okay. Uh, he played for the Giants from 1999 to 2002. Blue. He played for Dallas from 2003 to 2005. Blue. 
Played for Detroit from 2006 to 2000. Blue, he was a line. You were right. And then he played for the Saints for 2009. Not blue. Okay, I was wrong. Cool. There you go. You get one. See? You get one. Um, so, again, I picked the Bucks. <laughs> I said I almost went the other way because the Bucks have injuries on defense. However, the Bears aren't a good offensive team, so it doesn't really matter that the Bucks are injured on defense because they're not going to score anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just – I feel like the Bears are hibernating this season. Um, and that's really all that it comes down to, which I really, it's just a side note. Cause this is a learning show. Um, hibernating is not what you think it is when it comes oh to God. animals. And I suggest that you look it up what it actually is. Cause it's going to blow your mind and screw up all your elementary school lives. All right. Well, you can't leave it at that. I'm going to, No, you they can't. need to look it up for themselves. No, you can't leave it at that. Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> basically hibernating is not like sleeping for a full winter long. That's not what it means. It like, it just like slows down their heart rate. They sleep a little bit, they get up, they eat, they come back, they go back to bed. So they're not asleep for like three months. I know guys, <laughs> I know, but it's true. Look it up. I like to teach people things. You're the teacher. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Foles. That's that's a good point, Adam. All right. We're going to continue on uh, <laughs> the Cardinals and the Texans. Uh, the Cardinals are the class of the NFL. The Texans aren't just looking at your stuff ahead of time. Cardinals aren't. The, the, the Texans aren't. Excuse me. The Cardinals are. Here's the thing. I went from not realizing that the Cardinals were a football team this year to believing that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And now they have Ertz, um, and he's going to be active for them this week. So I have to throw my support by behind him anyway. <laughs> Adam wrote Cardinals by 50. Yeah. Um, I just think that they are really going to take care and utilize um, Ertz for all that he is, aside from the fact that they are, what, a 6-0 and team already? Yeah. Oh, look at that. See, facts do pop in there sometimes. <laughs> um. And I'm, I really want them to go to the Super Bowl. And I now, especially because I want Zach Ertz to have another ring. There you go. Okay. Intern Paul, you ready? Mm -hmm. Such bullshit. Colts and the Niners. Ooh. I took the Colts for the first time this season, I think. Wentz looks like the quarterback of old. If he continues to play this level, the Colts are going to win some more games. 49ers are juggling quarterbacks. This, it just could be a long day for that. Yeah, I I got the Colts winning this one in a close one. Um, look, I picked him last week, and I'm glad he won last week, but that's enough. And I'm gonna take the ugly costumes over another Wentz win any day because, as I say, without fail, every single time, if you put pasta with with the sauce into a Tupperware container and you leave it and then you go to wash it. And then you know how there's like that orange rim. That's what his face looks like right now. And I cannot take looking at him standing, <laughs> standing there with his winning face on because then I have to see it for longer and it's very distracting. Inter so, Paul, so you, you got to break the nine. Of the Colts. Um, I'm going to pick the Colts, and I'm going to say a little bit of a controversial statement here for a Philly sports mm. fan. Um, to be honest, I'm still a Carson Wentz fan. Okay. I I, 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 I loved, yeah. I loved him. And I didn't – I mean, I understood the trade. You know, bring him – send him to a better team who will actually play him for what he is. I accepted it. But, um, yeah, I still think he's a top quarterback. So, yeah. 
And look, I mean, I. It's the goal to want him to be in theory. This was the wrong market for him. See, most of these superstars want to go from the little markets to the big markets. He wanted to go back to a little market and good on him. I yeah. still have this from his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, I get it. We all thought that he was going to be like the guy, right? Like yeah. we did. But for me, he couldn't hang. He can't. He can't <laughs> take Philly. the Philly, the Philly way. And if you can't, no. I mean, you just kind of got to go. A lot of players. How it there. is. I don't like how he like you know was posting pictures like, oh, I'm so much better without you. Like that's just a score next. Yeah. But it's the point. And our final game, uh, Saints-Seahawks, which is next Monday night. I got the Saints. I said, it's a toss-up game. Who had this build as Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith? Certainly not ESPN, who's probably kicking themselves <laughs> for this being their Monday night game. Let's go with Winston, uh, who's been playing pretty well, leading his team to a victory. Watching the game. You also have the Saints. I do. And I'm skeptical because the Saints lost to the Giants, and I, I just need to point that out. They lost to the to the Giants, guys. Um, and then they won their next game, and I think that a bye week did them some good. So I think this is going to come down to the Saints' defense against the backup quarterback because, as I've stated, I do actually pay attention to football. Um, so for this one, it was really difficult for me to not pull that out considering, um, they've given me nothing. This Sierra's husband is not playing for the Seahawks. I think he's going to be out for a while. Mm -hmm. So like, I only have facts to go off of. I know his name's Russell Wilson before anybody gets upset, but it's Sierra's husband. Well, and that's all that matters. Um, because to me, you know, women. Um, so that's what I think it's going to come down to. It could really go either way in this game. Again, a lot of weird matchups this week, a lot of shit. They're either going to be really high scoring or terribly low scoring games. Um, but I'm going with the saints. And with that, that is going to conclude. Did you pick the saints? I did pick the saints. Oh my gosh. We did four games this week. We do. We do. Um, yeah. I want to win, guys. I know. Well, th- this game right now looks it's like I'm going to win the week. It's 23-17 in the third. Nah, in the third. I'm going to win the week. No, you're not. Oh, almost intercepted. All right. Um, no, so not. listen, here is the deal. Tomorrow night, Burning Bridges with Jeremy Bridges. He's got a great guest. Make sure you check it out. Love that show. He does have a great guest. Sorry. just I check out. Wednesday so. night, we have the All About the Birds weekly report. We are bringing on a Raiders podcaster. We have a great guest. Are you going to talk about the costumes? I'm not asking a professional NFL writer about his team's costumes. Why? <laughs> Let's bring up the history. Tell me why. Ain't nothing. <laughs> um, now number five. Uh, moving on Thursday night. Uh, we are back to Across the Pitch, which is our Philadelphia Union soccer show. Friday night is Birds, Beers, and BS. As long as Jeff is able to do it, I think he is going on vacation. Um, so that should be there. Sunday, we are in Quakertown. We are playing the Raiders away, so we are in Quakertown. We go an hour before kickoff, Adam, so we will be there live at about 3.25, maybe 3 o'clock, somewhere in that range. Absolutely. Um, and the missus will be there. Happy. 
and the kids will be there. They will. So you get to hang out with the whole fam squad uh, the <laughs> West End in Quakertown. And then I got to figure out what I'm doing Monday night because, like I said, I'm going to be teaching at 9 o'clock. Guys, I'm just going to take over. It's fine. We're just going to talk sports. I'm going to tell you all the information that you clearly know I know. And we're going to be all right. Maybe I'll just do the show from the classroom. That's, I mean, look. And then you'll have to... Uh, You'll have to actually be on your own little window. I could be. And we'll talk about it. Well, I'll really pay attention. I'll do it for everybody this week. I go. pay attention anyway, but like I'll actually pull out the knowledge that I that I actually have rather than my feelings. But but my feelings matter too. So your feelings do matter. They matter to me. Get out. <laughs> I can't. I live here. So on that note, I want to thank everybody for coming on. Adam, Thanks, I want to thank Andrew. I want to thank all the amazing commenters i want to thank intern paul for playing you he know jumped. referee uh that's false start um yeah Tila, that would work just fine do it again we're false starting wow uh <laughs> great sponsors again make sure you're checking out our amazing sponsors don't forget we have oddsjam.com sorry i should give intern paul a heads up hey i'm gonna do the sponsors now <laughs> oddsjam.com use their arbitrage calculator to not lose money statement games is a fun free twist on fantasy sports la terrain luxury watches use the code aat birds check out for 10 percent off manscape.com use the code aat birds for 20 percent off and free shipping at checkout do you want to do the lean into the creepy thing your balls will thank you. And 14 people just got erections <laughs> on air. Cool. But no, really, that is, I say it all the time, but it's a really good product. And I am like, I'm shocked by it. Truly shocked. As a woman whose man has manscapes and genuinely uses it, like no, not for not for promotion, like legitimately owns it and uses all this, yeah. all this stuff. And it has like a light on it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. It's my lightsaber. Well, <laughs> it's for your balls. <laughs> and uh, of course, all the great stuff on the shop. Again, it's been real. It's been fun. Hell, it's even been real fun. As we end every show here on All About the Birds and AAT Sports Network, go birds. And as we end every show here on Chips and Dish, we're I'm at my Terry Potter. You don't even have your own face. Look at this. We're so out of beer. So we're out of here. Paul, play a commercial about our testicles and spooky Halloween things. <laughs> Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million then worldwide by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS. Have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure you're smelling fresh with their new refined body wash. Fellows, the ladies love their signature scent and it will scare away those vampires. Unlock your confidence with the performance package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out and the bell wolf in your pants is howling. Time to tackle that problem with the lawnmower 4.0. They are finely tuned pube products. Feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. 
Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. His performance package 4.0 also includes the Veedvacker, a total game changer to your men's hygiene arsenal. Veedvacker is a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to make sure your pumpkins stay fresh. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. If you're looking like Wolverine and haven't cut your nails recently, be sure to check into the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. They have a bunch of other life-changing products on their website, so be sure to check it out. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny, Manscaped.